What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the safe house. It's Vid. I'm here with Jazz. How you doing, Jazz? Yo, yo, yo. How's it going, man? It's going well, thanks. And today we're also joined with one of my oldest and closest friends. His name is Fabian. How you doing, Fab? Hi there. Hi there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, we're excited to have, to have you. you. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you, man. Um, um, you know what? I'm. I'm quite excited because I feel like you guys have. You've started quite well. It's quite quite early on in the podcast i'm not saying you're not big but you're not like quite you're fucking reached. huge mate and you, yeah, you could huge, get man. bigger you're gonna get bigger aren't you i kind of feel like i'm i'm buying bitcoin in 2010 or <laughs> like supporting man city in 2008 something like that. like i feel like i'm you're getting on board before it really kicks off so you're not you're getting on just before it becomes a bandwagon yeah exactly that's it i'm on the wagon now i am the wagon <laughs> In a year's that's, time, it'll become a band. Wagon in New York means that you have a big butt. So when you said, I am the wagon. Oh, yeah, know. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies like love it. But yeah, it's, it's it reminds me of this. Um, of, I think it was a scene in The Wolf of Wall Street when, when they were trying to sell stock. And they're like, one of them was like, it's like discovering fire. Before there was fire, obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously, it's not like that. But um, it's yeah, a little hopefully. bit like that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thanks. I, I mean, like it's, it's like you guys invented the wheel, but I'm the first one to roll it. <laughs> no, the analogies coming thick and fast. But um, I we you know I like I like that you have that much confidence in us, Fab. This was actually the last show we were thinking of ever doing. So now you know now <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, that's that's awesome. It's uh, we hope we hope you join you join us on more shows and yeah, we're just looking to grow and uh, see see where we can go with it really and you know provide bored people with entertainment during these b- extremely boring times. So um, yeah, exactly. No, I appreciate that. To be honest, I feel like I've heard your name float about quite a lot, Fabian. Um, is it Fabian or Fabian? Uh, Fabian. But Fabian. But yeah, and um, for some reason, after all these years. We haven't met. This is the first time I'm actually. We're, I think with this, yeah, this is the first time we're meeting. So, how did you guys? How like how long have you been friends for? Like Vid, you said he was one of your oldest friends. So, so from we met in 2011. But just before I get into that, um, Fabian was wondering if he got to hear the intro music live when he comes when <laughs> coming on the show. <laughs> he was wondering if 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 it, that would you know play in his ears. So, um, Jazz, do you want to sing a little bit of the intro, or should we should we? Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. please do. I want to be immersed in the podcast feeling. Let's get ready to rumble. Shout out to Criminal C. Have uh, you met Criminal? Is it? <laughs> is it DJ Chiggs or CC Chiggs? Or... <laughs> it's Criminal C. Uh, have you, you have you met Chiggs, Fab? Maybe he went to Loughborough. Okay. Oh, maybe well, I did then. Maybe I did. Maybe you did. He's a, uh, he's I, a... I hope, he was an Asian uh, guy, if that narrows it down. Yeah, oh, if yeah, he's, he's listening now and I have met him and he's like, oh, he's bastard then i'm sorry i'm sorry he's got brown skin so that should i just oh yeah yeah, i remember him (laughs) he has a nose and an eye his last name is patel um yeah also i've got to commend you on the fabulous mustache you're growing uh it's 18th of november but it's it's, it looks it's looking good well it is for a um good cause i'm actually you know sometimes you just Grow a mustache for uh, for a bit of banter in November. This time I'm actually raising real money, so I'm growing the mustache, 
and I'm well I've already run like the suggested amount of kilometers you run to kind of try and raise money and uh, yeah I've got quite a bit of bit of money now is for um, for men's health uh, mental health suicide prevention and cancer research so a lot of good causes there wow. that's amazing that's amazing have you got like a link um yeah like as following this show we can probably post a link up on the on the social I'll, media to try and raise to help you raise more money on that that's amazing that'd be great yeah well the the november charity is quite a good charity i feel it's um there's a lot of issues kind of men's mental health is something that's not talked about that much well it's talked about more now but it's something that always needs a bit more awareness isn't it especially now that we're in just total lockdown constantly mm. all the time and you never see anyone else so uh, yeah particularly relevant extremely yeah, relevant. hence hence mustache you're nice, growing nice. it very well. It's looking look like good. An actor from the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, <laughs> or like a or like a warrior. You can't. Mm. I, th- I think you know. I think it suits you. You could be in like one of those like war movies, like Troy or something. You know, or, or like, Vikings. Uh, what was that other one with uh, um, what's his name? Um, Shyla, 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 Shyla Buff. And uh, and you know the one? It was Fury. Oh yeah, the, in the tank. That was a good movie. Pit. You haven't seen that jazz, have you? No, unfortunately. Before we before we get any further, <laughs> Fabian, you, you tell me you've watched Fresh Prince, right? You've obviously watched Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even grow up in London, and you and you watched Fresh, and you watched Fresh Prince because and and did you hear that Jazz has never watched it? Oh, really? Yeah, I know. I Just know. Say surprise, but you you know of it? Oh, I know of it. Yeah, but I'm yeah. not like a, a crazed fan. Like apparently loads of people in london are apparently so well it's very big in norway as well so obviously i, I grew up take the intro a bit just on my own here but uh, i grew up in norway um and yeah it's it's, it's quite some it's funny because there's some really niche american sitcoms that are massive in norway that uh english people have never heard of uh but fresh prince obviously is is everywhere and that's that's very big in norway norwegians love bill will smith Mm. That's so weird. Because so, what other what what shows we what what shows are actually popular out in Norway that we would... well, you got your standard that you've probably heard of, like um, Scrubs, Friends, Friends, Scrubs, uh, things like Frasier, but also yeah. something like Have you ever watched King of Queens? Yeah, King of Queens. I, I was I was big into all these comedy shows. I I know King of Queens. Yeah, it was John. But John not a lot of English people know King of Queens, and I thought it was hilarious when I was younger. So um, yeah. Yeah, shows oh like that. God. Shows like Everybody Loves Raymond. Those like classic ones. Fraser yes, is a really, that's the really one. classic one. Fraser but then like we really didn't classic. get we didn't get stuff like Only Fools and Horses in Folly Towers in, in Norway. Stuff. Bit of that, but yeah, there's some of the British stuff we never got. So. Folly Towers was amazing. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that, but it Very was good. it was in and out. I was never it was never something I watched regularly. But there's only twelve episodes. These are like the cornerstones. You know, these are the 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 you know foundation stones of of not that what the, not that I know what I'm talking about but in my opinion the you know these are like John Cleese and you know they they set they set you know they paved the way for everyone but, classic um, comedy and Manuel the waiter Manuel exactly it's always um, Manuel always get everything wrong so. yeah but um yeah so so yeah so Fab and I met in uni first first year we lived in the same halls together we 
you know so that means we had we 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 were like best friends in in uni and we had like three meals a day together we'd go to the gym together we played football together we would just do everything together and um sound like a married we, couple exactly <laughs> and he he even well, fun, he, funny story we, you know we, i showed up to my room he was already in my room and i just thought oh, well I've been assigned the same room as this guy and I only realised about a month later that everyone else has got an individual room. But... <laughs> got cosy. Cosy at night time, but that's fine, yeah. We had, yeah, so we had, we had the whole uh, uni experience together. There was like 12 of us living in a block sharing a kitchen. We, we each had our own bathrooms, but, but we didn't really cook meals there because we had three meals a day. Except on weekends, right, Fab? We had to fend for ourselves on weekends. Yeah. Did we? I don't know what I did. So did you guys have catered halls then or was it um Yeah. Oh uh, cool. So So they so they our catered halls so served um potato, yeah. mashed potato, curly fries, <laughs> chips. <Yeah>. And <laughs> any other forms of potato? Like like potato. like wedges. Yeah, wedges. A lot of, and that's lot it. of starch. Yeah. yeah. You might get a bit of ketchup with it, but Yeah. And literally everyone who after about a year on that diet you just see everyone just grown like outwards by like at least Start, an inch. Basically, look like a potato after it. After yeah, it. exactly. The company was called Imago, and what, after eating there, you would people would say, "Oh, you've been Imagoed." That's that's yeah. the phrase. Like it's you know you've, you're basically a fatty now. So I mean, you say that to a girl at Loughborough, and that's like the worst insult you could give. Yeah, but here's the thing: at Loughborough, there weren't that many girls, so. There's, you know, it's hard to find the girl to, to firstly, to insult, and, and, and secondly, um, it's obviously a sport, sports uni, so like everyone's just running everywhere all the time, cycling everywhere. So people are burning off that potato pretty, pretty regularly. But, um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience um, being at Loughborough, um, you know, because because there was pretty much every sport available and people would actually there would there'd actually be there was like a stadium on campus that you could go and watch games at it wasn't like a wasn't like a stadium stadium there was like a you know like a pitch oh, right? we had, we had a, we had a had very football, big cricket pitch we had well, a football right? stadium uh, the the english cricket team is based there uh you've got a high performance center where the olympics are uh or where the olympic team was in 2012 you've got like the um uk gymnastics team are based at loughborough um, the rugby the big, team train at Powerbase, I think, too. Yeah, the big rugby pitch. They got all sorts. They've got Olympic swimming pool there. I mean, the facilities there are absolutely mental, crazy. I've actually we been to Loughborough once. Um, back in two thousand nine. Yeah, back in two thousand nine. Um, because mm. I, I was part of the my university cricket team, so we came down to play Loughborough, and I remember the facilities, even the changing rooms, are pretty like swank. Yeah, that, yeah, that pitch looked lovely. It the, was uh, incredible. Every like even the boys back at um back at uh, back at uni were just like that was probably the nicest pitch we've played on. Um, yeah, it was. We were spoiled. And Fab, Fab, I played football, but Fab played a lot. I think he played for a team or several teams. I played um, for the uni. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was uh he's you know he was crushing it um in you know. Uh, so like when you were there, was it easy to like just book out pitches, or were they strictly just for, for for sporting events, where or for like um, for uni related purposes, or could you actually book them the way you could, like a power league? No, not in the same way at all. I mean, there was so much sport going on 
that you kind of have to be part of some sort of organized sport often to to use the pitches um oh, i did i did a sporting degree though so a part of my sporting degree was a a module called um teaching and coaching and that was great it's the best module ever because essentially all we did was just play sport every single week and it was 20 credit module and yeah i mean they they decided the best way to teach us how to be a good coach a good teacher is oh just watch me teach you and that was it literally mm. it. so i'd like four or five weeks of gymnastics four or five weeks of dancing four or five oh, weeks nice. of swimming um gymnastics were great it was just you know the big foam pits I love so you just run around and somersaulted the foam pits. It was brilliant. I just run onto a trampoline and just like launch myself into that foam pit. <laughs> I did like not miss. I did not miss a single uh, lesson. It's great. I nice. didn't learn anything about teaching coaching, but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> nice. So hang on. So what did you study at uni then? Because because obviously yeah, it is a sport uni, uni. But yeah, I think you're the, the only person I know that actually took a sporting related. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was the reason why I came over to the UK, to be honest, because I wanted to study sport, because I wanted to work in sport, preferably football, and I'd heard that Loughborough was quite good for sport, so I studied sport management, which was uh, cool, fine. Oh, cool. How long was the degree for? Was it like a master's, or was it just a bachelor's? It was a bachelor's, but um, I did a sandwich, uh, sandwich degree, so I got an internship uh, between my second and third year, and then they offered me a full-time job um, during that internship, so I never went back to Loughborough. I was only at Loughborough for two years in the end. I mean, it feels like we were there for a lifetime, but I was literally just there for two years. Uh, I Did you still job. get to graduate, though? I did it through Open University. Do you know Open University? Yeah, so it's a, it's yeah, a, you yeah. can take, like, uh, it's not part-time degrees, but you can actually qualify for a full degree um, for the full credits, but in your own time, basically, There's, you're not really yeah. bound by your. But so transferred time. all my credits and then finished my degree part time whilst I was working. So uh, I got there that's, in the end. That's how amazing. So that, that's how good your sandwich year went, basically. <laughs> yeah, I got nice. a job. Got a job from the internship, which is nice. So, uh, Are you still in that career now? Are you still at the same company, or have you um, moved yes. on since? So I work in. I still. I work for Chelsea Football Club. What? So. I'm, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea FC, Chelsea Football. Yeah, Club. Chelsea FC. That's where I am. So they, that was where I got an internship in the scouting department, and then the scouting they department. Me. Yeah, and then they yeah. liked me. They offered me a full-time job. I'm an analyst there. What? Where? He's a, he's a <laughs> play is, analyst. This is okay. Wait. So, so you did your two years. Went on your sandwich. Um, went on your sandwich year. Mm. That was at Chelsea Football Club. Yep. And imagine imagine your... that! Imagine that, bro. Second year, getting I was. I Are was you a Chelsea fan? He he is a Chelsea fan. Well, he's also so you're a Chelsea. Uh, he, he no, I'm not sports, a Chelsea fan. He also sports Derby County. Yeah, which is funny. Went to loads of Derby County matches when I was up in Loughborough. It's great. I was I with him you... the day he got the call. Yeah, you literally... remember? Uh, they, so I got the funny story with how I got the call. That I got the internship was I'd been out the night before because it was my birthday. It's always um, after the night before. <laughs> I got absolutely hammered. Uh, and I ended up over at the, at the girl I was at the time, at her place. Oi, oi. And I remember just waking up the next morning, like, just the phone ringing and being so confused that what was going on. I was like, where am I? What's my, where's my phone ringing? I picked up the phone and it was the, um, the guy who interviewed me, offered me the job. Uh, and literally, I was 
I was still a bit like, I have no idea what's going on. Hung up. And then for like a good, probably for a good couple of two or three weeks after, I wasn't quite sure whether I got the job or not, whether I just dreamt it. <laughs> so there were no follow-up emails after that call, basically. <laughs> there was, but not for a couple another couple of weeks. He just called me to tell me I got it. And then I kind of was like, oh, God, did this actually happen? I assumed it had happened. It had happened. So, uh, but yeah, I was yeah. panicking a, a little bit. But yeah. It's a good time. It's, it's, it was, it was, it's, I can see why you say that, Fab, because it's one of those moments that people dream about, right? And then, mm. and then, like you said, we all, you know, waking up from a drunk night out. You, did I dream that? Did that was that <laughs> real? Was, what? what? <laughs> Strange. Because some but, uh... some dreams have incredible detail. I had a dream last night that was so detailed, it was ridiculous. And you know, I woke up this morning, I was just shocked at the amount of detail that i remembered like just like stuff that didn't happen <laughs> stuff that they were like they were like side stories plots there was like you know like and just back background information i was like what the hell is going on in my head <laughs> but um but yeah so you know dreams can have have a lot of realism to them it's because they happen you know it's they happen in the same place right consciousness they all happens in the same place so uh and you know it, what dreams can come true as well just look at me i mean i'm on this podcast now so yeah <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Dreams can come true. Forget it? the internship, mate. This, this oh, is you know. I want to so see bad. you celebrating today, like I saw you celebrating that day. But yeah, no, it's um, yeah. Tell, tell. I know Jazz is obviously a big, a big, a big fan of uh, the game, the beautiful game. So I was actually, I was really excited for this show because I. Uh, I'm yeah, baffled I'm, still. Like I, I'm, I'm still baffled because you're the probably the only person I've, I know that has ever worked in. A professional space like that well within a football club i'm so intrigued i could i've probably got like a million questions so so you so what was your first your what did your internship entail in that oh well in that sandwich year uh so technically i was a scouting analytics assistant but um most of my job then was uh was working within the first team um in international scouting and just helping them with all sorts of stuff so little analytical project here and there cutting up videos for like the manager and technical director to watch um just essentially looking at loads of external targets um which was really interesting because you get an insight into how recruitment well not necessarily recruitment but how scouting works uh in those top clubs and i'd say 99 if not more percent of the job is just saying no to stuff because the amount of players that get fired in by like from agents, agents and exactly. like this, the detective records heard this name somewhere, or the managers heard that name somewhere. Um, so a lot of what you do is just kind of uh, say no to stuff as a department. And then the thing is, with football and with the scale of Chelsea, it's trying to find a needle in a haystack. You have given so yeah. much data nowadays, and now and you've got so you've got literally the world at your fingers. You can look at anyone; no players out of reach. Yeah. There's a like pl- Ronaldo, but like there's a player fab. This this you started when Mar- when Mourinho was the manager, right? And there's there's um that is mental. <laughs> yeah, Fab would say like he would see him like walking around the club and well, that that was my final interview. My final interview when I was there, uh, Rafa had just been sacked. And so this is Mourinho's second tenure then. Yeah, and I remember. The, my interview got delayed by like 20 minutes, half an hour. And I'd already showed up early because I was, you know, keen. Because this was my dream job <laughs> in that. 
So I probably sat in the reception for like a good 40, 45 minutes, just like waiting, but just, you know, biding my time. And then just from the left of me, a door opens and Mourinho walks past me and just like, you know, you know what he is? Like, he just winked at me and I was just like, mm. oh my, I was so starstruck then. Uh, and that was that was that was before it'd been announced. So I was just messaging, like probably vidding that. Oh my gosh, it's like, oh, you know, I know who I just thought. Um, uh, so yeah, obviously, it must have clicked with you that shit. Mourinho's coming back. Well, I assumed as much, seeing as Chelsea didn't have a manager, then and oh. <laughs> he was in the training ground. That was funny. Yeah. Also, had Rafa been sacked by the before, or had you known about Rafa's sack? Oh, I see. So Rafa it wasn't was like so it kind of happened. Well, he had been sacked, had he? He was interim then so he just left at the end oh, okay fair enough holy shit this is ridiculous man so you actually ended up did you end up speaking to him during that time or did yeah, like yeah. you have and then so, like obviously he'd get your opinion on who you've scouted and stuff and who you should be looking at or yes yeah, so i wouldn't report to him directly but um i was in i mean i work in the the first in building with where everyone is so when Jose was manager there, I'd see him just about every day. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm close to him, but, you know, he knew me enough to recognize my face and probably exactly. knew my name and said hello. But I don't think I never had, I never had like an in-depth conversation with Jose. I don't think so. <laughs> so like you've, so data analytics has become something that has probably shot up significantly, I think, cross industry now because of how much data is available. I'd say in the last five to seven years, it's become like a really focal and central point, right? Mm. Were you there at the, in the transition period between when probably old school methods were being used for scouting or to the way everything's at the touch of your fingertips and you've got databases of data available? stuff? So, so like, um, has your role had to change or have you had to adapt with the way you do, like, do your data analysis on in looking for players, um, attributes and things? So I think already when I came in, they were, Chelsea were quite advanced in how they worked and what they did. Um, that's one of those things that are pretty cool with working at a place like that the people i work with are just incredibly talented people mm -hmm. so Best even for all the first years and even now i a lot of the time i just I'll, I'll sit and just chat to my colleagues and i'll just sit and listen because i know these people got so much experience and so much talent and so much knowledge that it's um yeah it's just pretty special to speak to people like that um so i think chelsea were already kind of ahead of the curve um, when it came to that sort of stuff, but equally, since I joined, uh, we've had a lot more analysts and people work within with data, data scientists as well, uh, within the first in building, because um, the only used, didn't used to be that many of us, uh, and then it's just grown and grown and grown since really. Um, that but, is incredible. So you've been I mean, there for like six, seven years now, right? Seven years, yeah. And in those seven years, there's there's been quite a lot. Quite a lot of advancements. I think stuff like the kind so of so you're in a very good position then. Like Touchwood, you're in a very good position in the sense that you've kind of like you've been there from almost like the start in terms of to where it is now. Like if in, like, in terms of the team's grown or your area's grown significantly since. Well, the thing is now I work with the loan players, so I'm still part of the first team setup, but my job is exclusively following all the loan players, so people are on loan. So it's very oh, play it's huge. Chelsea's loan network <laughs> is incredible. I mean, I know it's obviously like a it's a common meme on uh, on yeah. like Twitter and everything, but no, their loan side, their lo their loan network is probably like one of the most successful in terms of who you have out and um, and things like that. So oh yeah, massively. 
So like Mason um, Mount, you got Ampadu. Is Ampadu out on loan at the moment in Sheffield, or is he? Yeah, he's at Sheffield United. Brilliant player. Very, Brilliant very player, good. I think. Nice lad as well. So. Mate, I I do football index, so I think I need to come to you to see like who the best, who the, like the best, the best picks are like beyond ten p. Ah, oh, mate, you should, because uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not allowed to bet on it myself, but you know. Oh, mate, well, that, that'd be insider trading, wouldn't it? Oh. But it's not really an. It's well, a, let's It's not a governed, no. I think. <laughs> I can give you a kickback, and I'll just say it's what we pay you for the uh, for each feature. <laughs> so basically, every two three grand I make, mate, I'll just say, yeah, here's a here's a five hundred pound appearance fee on the on the podcast. <laughs> uh, equally, it's so hard to predict who's going to be good, good or not. But um, yeah, I'd probably give advice, and I'd end up just wasting your money. But <laughs> <laughs> so, how is football index? I've I've seen and read so much about it. Have you made any money off it? So I started off with like 20 quid and I've grown my account to like 250 quid now. Um, so you're basically buying. So I think like my most, my best purchases were like Bruno Fernandes and Mason Greenwood. So back when Bruno Fernandes had, um, they were always murmuring. So I think he had had a, a really good first season at Porto. Mm. Oh no, sorry, Sporting. Bought him for like a pound. He ended up shooting up just before his United transfer to about 10 pound. And I ended up making like a good hundred <laughs> quid off him. Oh wow! And then yeah, and then Mason Greenwood. I'd already known. Oh, I I I follow a lot of our youth football, so I already knew how what the numbers he was putting up at youth level. Put a ton of money down on him, and literally those two players, I ended up make, turning my account from like twenty quid up to like two hundred, two hundred fifty quid. But does it work a bit like you would invest in Bitcoin or? I mean, uh, when so stocks and shares, essentially, that's what it is, isn't it? It's almost like a CFD. So you don't actually, so you own a physical share, but so you basically own like a token of what that player is worth. So you don't, it's like, the thing is, it's because it's you're owning the, the performance of a player. So there's yeah. all these pricing models, which basically go into calculating how much that player is worth. So it's like how many goals they've scored, how many, how, how they performed based on like their overall the average ratings i think you know who scored they do like an average rating system mm. they take into account all these things how much i've met the guy i've met the founder of who scored really yeah he was a nice guy quite an unassuming character he just casually so, dropped dropped to me he was in visiting our training ground he just casually dropped like, oh you know the who scored website i was like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm on it quite often was, oh yeah I, I made that and i was like oh wow <laughs> 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 i can't remember what his name is but... it is basically every football fans go to when it comes to rubbing stats in each other's faces they're like yeah, oh, yeah. it's got this average rating of x amount and mate this is incredible I th- i'm actually like this is, uh, this is i'm assuming you're a man united a supporter by my mug you can i'm not sure if you saw it earlier but yeah big oh, united mate. fan <laughs> mason greenwood and fernandez and all that so yeah yep exactly um yeah so there's obviously the bit of a the the debate the 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 comparisons that are being made between like Ollie and Lampard at the moment. So, what do you what, what have you thought about that at the moment? Are you backing Lampard? I mean, to be honest, you can't really say anything. <laughs> Let me not ask you that. You... <laughs> uh, I think they're both doing a terrific job. My official line on that. No, I. <laughs> wow, diplomacy. No, to be um, honest, I I rate what Lampard's doing at the moment with them. I think he's really articulate when it comes to like managing the the press. Oh, he's fantastic. He's fantastic, incredible. I think he's probably one of the best at handling um the press when it comes to like anyone who tries to chat chat shit about any of the players or the performances. Like he he fully backs it. So um, you can tell he's a very very bright guy and he knows what he's talking about and he he knows his his stuff essentially. I mean, you know, sometimes when you you listen to coaches and managers and kind of feel they 
they waffle a bit, but um, nah, he's, he's top. Straight to the point. Really yeah. good. But, and yeah. do you know what? What he managed to build up, especially with like Mason Mount at Derby, and then how he's managed to transition that. And he had a really, you guys had a really good um, transfer, transfer window, the one that just happened. Yep. Massively. Really good transfer. Were you involved in any of that at all, or any of the player signings, or like? Uh... No, I probably written a couple of reports on a few of them, but I'm I'm not involved in the the recruitment side at all. Brilliant signings, though. Overall, I've got to say, fantastic. Very, very I challenge good. a few, but um, <laughs> I, I feel... think four of them were brilliant signings. <clears throat> like Ziyech, Werner, Habits. top signings. Have, oh yeah, exactly. Havis will be very, very, very good. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Mate, I could think we could. I could. I could probably bore you to death with the number of questions I probably have for you. But it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's so cool to have someone who's actually because you're you're properly scouting is probably like one of the most talked about things in football anyway and about who's scouting that is the best and just that the, the the access to information you've got so mate i think it's incredible i think do you enjoy the job you do like in general like oh yeah I, feel I love it i love it i um when i grew up i've always been very passionate about football um when i grew up obviously like probably most of us i wanted to be a professional footballer uh, and then you then you get to a certain age where you realize yeah that's not gonna happen and then it was kind of like oh, i'll do my, i'll do my coaching badges and all that and did all my coaching and then um realized in the end that the best way for me to kind of get in and and exploit a bit of a niche in the industry was uh, through analysis so um but it's very interesting i get to work with some very very exciting bright young players um in kind of that age bracket from 18 to 23 i mean you, you talk about people like mason and and tammy and ethan but even the the lads who might not make it in the prem who kind of make it at the league one or championship level there's, there's still a lot of very talented bright um young players there um, and it's kind of interesting to see their exactly. their journey how they kind of make it into senior football I'm part of no, I think that's incredible. And plus, like, there's a lot of money to be made by selling a whole heap of players to the championship because you're literally, you can sell players for like, what, two, three hundred grand. And um, do you, I'm hoping you work on a commission basis at every player. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. But do you know what? I, I think people underestimate often how, obviously, these, these lads are in a very, very privileged position in one way in that they get to make a living out of, um, and I'm talking about the, the kind of 18, 19, 20-year-olds working their way into the game. They off, obviously make a lot of money, a lot of them, and they're in a privileged position. They get to do what they love. But equally, they're in quite a high-profile high position where there's a lot of attention on them, a lot of spotlight. And I, I think that, I mean, you think about maybe if you're, if you're 18, 19 and you're earning, what, £10,000 a week, I mean, can, can you can you imagine you or me on ten thousand pounds a week when I was Crazy if I was on money. if I was on ten thousand pounds a week when I was eighteen? Oh, mate, I'd be dead by now. That'd I don't think I'd be, be alive. Crazy, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Literally yeah. within two weeks, they're earning more than most grown men. Like people that have been working and trying to build up to that six figure salary, and in ten days, there you go, got my. But, then, like... but my my point of that is also that you have to give, and the the overwhelming majority of them. They stay very, very grounded and very focused, and they're very good at just behaving well. And I think a lot of young footballers deserve more credit than they get. Um, 
That's interesting you, you say that because can, the whole the media paint a lot of these young footballers because the fact that they've got so much money at such a young age, mm. they paint them as if they're fucking demons. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting to get your take on that. Like, do you think the media treat them very unfairly? And do you think that there's a, it's the complete opposite to like, to the experience that you've had with the players you've met? I, I think they're gray areas everywhere in terms mm-hmm. of, um, obviously, if you do something stupid <laughs> and you're in a high profile position, you get called out now. That's fair enough. Yeah. But equally, you have to imagine. I kind of think about. I mean, I was an idiot when I was nineteen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Me um, too. You know. I still I, am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we consider ourselves adults now, but I mean, you have to think about it. They're, they're, they're young men, and a lot of them are, especially with the ones I work with, they're stepping into just adult life for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, you, things that people don't think about is things like, oh, suddenly he's, he's living on his own for the first time. He's doing his own washing because he's not living with his mom and dad anymore, cooking his food. He's having to pay his own bills often. It's like some, if you go far enough down the, the pyramids, some clubs make you wash your own kit. And, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging enough, you know, just moving away from home if you're a, a normal, a normal person like you and me. But, um, most 18 year olds don't do that i mean that like they're probably i mean the ones that go to university but then still a lot of this yeah. stuff is done for them and for them to do this full time it's actually yeah it, it's something that i think is quite overlooked and they have to be high top athletes at the same time so um yeah, it can be hard I'm not, I'm not saying feel sorry for them i'm just saying there's yeah. there's there's gray areas to everywhere everything and sometimes it like a lot of things um get done in the media a lot of things get painted quite black and white i think yeah it's the only way to generate the clicks. But I think what these guys go through as well, like the, the, the mental resiliency that you have to have, because football's a dog-eat-dog dog world. You have to, you've got to take your chance. And when and then when you're given the opportunity, you've got a very small window of opportunity mm-hmm. to showcase what you can really do. Yeah. And if you don't and you get let go, it's like, a, I mean, a lot of these guys, they don't go into full-time education afterwards. So it's either I've, I've, I've got to sacrifice everything and I've got to, there's no like half house between it. Like they can't do, okay, I need to do like my side education and like pay attention to that. Like they need to give everything to football. So I think what these guys go through mentally and just, I think it's incredible, like how much mental resiliency these guys have to have to, mm. to try and make it to the top game. Pretty much mature overnight. Yeah. That's what's massive. required. Big time. Fab, I'm worried. Any... I'm worried we're making this the, the football podcast here. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've got... <laughs> it's all right. Before 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 we uh, go on to anything else, I just wanted to ask. Um, growing up, who when you when you said you wanted to become a professional footballer, who did you look to? Who are your inspirations? Who who is the players you thought, oh my god, like that? You know, obviously Messi, Ronaldo, but apart from those guys, maybe you know, Paul Scholes. You know. Uh, you tell me who, 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 Eden Hazard, who, who are the people you're looking at who, who you were thinking this, this, I want to emulate this player. Cause I, I, I know I, I got the privilege, you know, we've, we've obviously played together a couple of times. I know you like playing at the back, right? As, 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 or you used to like playing at the back as far as I know. That's where I used to like playing too. But, um, so were there any defenders who you were, you know, uh, wanting to emulate or anything like that? I think, I think growing up, uh, in Norway, you always look at, at the Premier League and the English football. Uh, as kind of the pinnacle of just football in general, as well as the Champions League. So the, the Norwegians who did it big, made it big, like Sulsha and Oli and um, Tori Andre Flo and even people like John Carew and stuff, they, mm-hmm. 
you look up to them. Um, but um, my uh, one of my personal heroes was uh, uh, Fabio Cannavaro. I oh, think it, the only I think defender it's just to have won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, nice. <sighs> what a player! Um, I just remember the 2006 beast. World Cup, and also he's called Fabio, which you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I say Cannavaro for some some weird reason because he was nice, also but... quite short. <laughs> nice. The guy was an absolute beast yeah. of defender. I just remember there was a match I saw. I think it was. It was that I think it was for Italy, but it's there was a there was a cross that went in and just his diving header clearance and I was just like you've got to be an absolute yeah. and the thing is it was quite close as well and I'm just like you're an absolute nutter to like take that in the head mm. at that speed so <laughs> beautiful player though like his ball play and everything was just incredible. Vid, who are you looking up to when you were um, growing up? When I was re- when I was really young and and watching football, um, it was players like my favorite player of all time was Paul Scholes. Probably probably still is, um, just because yeah. he just he was just everywhere, and he could do anything. And yeah, he was just a playmaker. I loved I loved making plays and like you know dispossessing the other team and then feeding your strikers. That was like my favorite thing to do. So, yeah. It's amazing. What about you, Jeff? To be honest, I can't I couldn't choose between R nine and Beckham. R9 Ooh. and Beckham, yeah. Because do you know what it is? Growing up, I used to love taking all the corners, all the free kicks, all the penalties. And obviously, Beckham was just like the one who had the biggest, who had the most curl, right? And uh, yeah, anytime they had a free kick, I'd scrap to get that free kick or that set piece. So I'm just like, nah, you ain't fucking taking this. So Did you always yeah, grab Beckham, the number seven as well? Every, every, 100%. Every, mate, first man in the kit bag, get the number seven out. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it was that, and then even all the football shirts I used to get, like the Brazil kit I used to get every year. I'd get the number seven on it. I'd, mm. The United kit every year would be, the, yeah, it'd be the number seven. So, yeah, but, you know, it was him and R9. Are you still, uh, R9. how are you keeping active during lockdown, Fab? You've been, you been exercising at home? Or you been, you have, when was the last time you, you were actually able to play football? Are you still, do you still play for a team now, or? Yeah, so I play for a local team called Tooting Beck. Nice. Um, who are so, based in South London, I'm assuming. So that is oh, cool. step 10, 11, some of that in English football periods. It's just before it starts getting semi-professional. Um, but it's quite nice. I've played there a couple of years now, and it's, it's a good balance and mix between being competitive and serious uh, when you're on and when you're playing and in training. But equally, after the game, you can go for some beers. and It's just like-minded guys who, you know, still want to play some football and have some beers after. But, um, At a good competitive level as well. Yeah, so by that, we started up again in July, August, I think. And then we started the season. And then it's just been, um, it got called off now in uh, in November, uh, about two weeks ago, which is pretty, pretty gutting. Um, so mm. the last last few weeks, uh, I've just been going for loads of runs. <laughs> nice. Well, we're trying to do this November thing as well. And it was, 60k do 60k in a month and i did 60k in two weeks so i got wow. a bit excited i think yeah <laughs> we've been doing it so basically <laughs> when you when you were planning your first run you just thought let me just double take it yeah no, I, I didn't i didn't do it all in one go no no i didn't do it all in one go it, <laughs> how much were you doing a, what were you doing a day what were you doing like five to ten a day i did seven eight a day yeah. nice nice damn Cru- crushing it Absolutely. Do you, are you living by yourself or are you, um, are you, uh, as in like, have you been managing lockdown? Like, has it been by yourself or are you like with parents or anyone? 
I've uh, I live with my girlfriend, so we. Oh, amazing. Uh, so we've we've had each other for the last. Yeah, because we've both been working from home since March, so uh, it's been uh, pretty nice to have each other. I think to have someone How... to talk to. I hope she's doing well. I obviously miss miss you guys, and I miss miss all the friends too. How was? Uh, I know you guys got a chance to go away recently to a nice cottage and have a have a few days there. How was that? I wanted to ask. Like you were there with Tommy and Lewis, right? If I'm not wrong. Tommy and Lewis, and uh, both Tommy and Lewis's uh, girlfriends. Girlfriend, yeah. So it was nice. It was a. Uh, I was a little bit, you know, because even though I was kind of the one who, who organized most of it, I was a little bit worried it would it would turn into one of those, you know car keys in the bowl kind of situation but uh car keys in the bowl wait what does that mean oh you've not heard that it's uh that's that's the classic swingers oh, swingers. oh okay. I, was say, I, thought, I thought that's what i meant i thought that's what i meant my bad my bad it took, me, it. it took me a second to to to, to yeah. add it up because it's not... usually a watch they use right for swingers oh is it oh you, yeah. you know more than me you tell please tell more yeah how's <laughs> it work yeah? oh, now, us, me... explain it I'm probably just going to be single after this episode, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well tell you the full story. Nah, do you know what? I saw it on an episode where couples were using a watch to... Episode of an what? Episode. An episode, is that what you call it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so um, Jude, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys watched The O.C., but it was an episode in The O.C. I've never watched it. I've never watched yeah. it. No, so. I've, I've never actually heard either of those analogies, but I just, you know, put it together. But um... I'm missing out, man. Me and Jazz have been uh, several of these. Uh, <laughs> <watch matches. laughs> Apparently so. That's, that's why we pretend that we we've we've never met because actually we've we've met. And it's we've okay, right? You're not supposed to make eye contact, basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, right? Got you, got you. Sorry, sorry. I w- I wouldn't have organised this. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. This must be extremely awkward for both of you. My bad. Um, no, it's, it's freeing. Nice, I've been nice. outed the last two episodes now, man. Like, <laughs> I'm you? gonna rate it in a bit. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, nice one. Well, uh, yeah, um, well that's cool. Yeah, I um, what were you gonna? Did you want to talk about something to do with Harry Styles? You were saying, Jazz, because I have no idea what anything to do with that. Is this is this the the fashion thing, gender? Oh, that yeah. thing. Yeah, gender so, neutral. Yeah, so basically, I only found out about it through watching a snippet of another podcast um, on Twitter. And um, what happened is, I think there was a picture. So in for for Vogue, which is obviously like one of the most big, the biggest fashion magazine, mm-hmm. Harry Styles is the biggest. Has been has been the only male feature, solo male feature that they've had in their 128 year existence. Nice. And he was wearing a, a full length floor dress. That's cool. With uh, and obviously absolutely nothing wrong with it. But what happened is in the in the in the podcast or the the snippet that I'd seen, uh, the the host was basically saying, "Oh, um, they were reading out comments from people that were on Twitter, and they were saying that, oh, make being manly, um, bring back. I thought, what was the thing? It was something about um, bring back being manly, uh, bring back manly men, or something like that. Bring back manly men. Okay. And the host was just like." what the fuck was the, what the fuck does that me even mean like does mm-hmm. it like why just because he's wearing a dress in the middle of a field for a photo shoot like mm-hmm. and the guy basically said or the co-host was like well it isn't really manly but he wasn't saying it in a derogatory way like he wasn't trying to mean that being 
not doing something that's that isn't perceived as being manly he wasn't saying it in this to beat the guy with as with a stick with right he was basically saying it's like well it's not a manly thing so like what do you think about it because obviously vogue haven't done that to not create any kind of conversation or to not elicit any kind of conversation about that like first time you're going to have a guy on mm-hmm he's going to be wearing a floor length dress and it's like they're trying to create a conversation maybe they're trying to make it uh something that people don't really pay bat, bat an eyelid so like if it was a, a woman wearing a dress or if it was a man wearing a suit no one would bat an eyelid with that they would never generate conversation so maybe they were just trying to normalize something like this because there's nothing wrong with it and i think it's quite yeah i think it was on, on twitter there were a lot of scathing comments towards like towards him wearing that dress why I mean, thoughts on that? Why I mean, women, women wear trousers all the time. Why can't men wear dresses? That's a good point. But um, it but sounds like this. It sounds to... like this, this. This guy on the podcast was maybe not consciously trying to offend anyone, but it sounds like he was just automatically um, assuming that to be a man you have to be masculine. And for mm-hmm. me, that's a bit of an outdated concept by now. I yeah, think. yeah. I don't know. Sometimes masculinity has like you know uh, negative connotations. Like, it, you know what I mean. Like, being masculine sometimes can can be like, oh, what does that really mean? Does it mean that you're misogynistic? Is it like masculine yeah. to like honk your horn at a woman when you drive your car by? Or like, what does it really mean to be masculine? So I don't, I don't really know. I mean, more power to Harry Styles and Vogue. I think it's awesome what they've done. And life short, if that makes him happy, cool. You know, I've got no issues. There shouldn't be anything wrong with him doing that. Exactly. There shouldn't be anything wrong with it. Whether it's wrong to say that it's not manly doing it. I don't think that's... I don't... By saying it's not manly, though, I don't think it's a bad I thing. Love, yeah, I mean, saying that, I love though. dressing up. I put on a sari once at uni as as uh, Prash, Prash, <laughs> well, Prash helped me do it. And we, we dress up. You know, we, we Fab and I and Fab more often, you know, we put on lederhosen and drink steins and have a mad time. Like, we're, we're, we're not afraid to just, you know, be stupid and just be whatever. So, I for some reason, I'm getting a flashback of doing, like, a weird dance in Fab's room to, uh, I think I was wearing lederhosen. But, yeah, man, I'm in, in London somewhere. That sounds like a striptease. Yeah, yeah probably, was, probably yeah. was. We, we, yeah. We've... It's another you know, one of those keys in the ball even, parties. Even in even in <laughs> even in uni, like we would just dress up in with anything, put on silly outfits or questions. So uh, you know, we I don't know, we just have I don't know, I don't have a problem with any of that. I, I'm very. Th- I think the difference is though, like he's just done it because you're just like I just want to wear a dress anyway. Like That's dope. doing like, dressing up is like I think doing it like that is almost like a bit comedic, and it's just like yeah, we're just having a bit of a laugh. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. But I think the portrayal is he would actually go out and walk on the street like that. Cool. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. But would you say, because I think the, the, the I can see what that other guy was saying by saying it's not a manly thing to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think by him saying it's not a manly thing to do, like a guy can do something that isn't perceived as manly and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I think that's where I was trying to see what the, I, I guess I saw the other argument to it. Because I'm just like, just because you're not doing something that isn't perceived as being manly but, and you're a guy doesn't mean, and it doesn't take away from your masculinity at all. It just means you've done something that isn't but the usual. Equally, it's, it. isn't it one of those things that most people will look at it and and just think, "Oh, Harris Styles in a dress," it'll just flit into the, you know, into your mind for a second. I'll be gone again, and you won't even care about it. Yeah. But what is important is there'll be people looking at it thinking, "Oh, that's a powerful statement that makes me feel good about myself or my friends or how we are perceived." Whatever, Absolutely. whatever mess you want to take from it. My problem is people look at it and automatically 
perceived as something negative because I'm like, well, what's the point of that? I mean, if for me, I'm I'm fairly kind of it doesn't mean that much to me, but it, I, it would never occur to me be, to be offended by something like that, something so for me, which is trivial, but I really appreciate if something if it's something positive for someone else. Mm, exactly. I, I think mean, he's giving strength to a lot of people. He's giving a lot of... Um, he's making other people feel like shit. Like, the guy's gone ahead and done it. And the thing is, he's perceived as a straight guy in general. So the fact that a heterosexual guy has gone ahead and done this has made other people who 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 will be like, no, fuck it, like, if I want to go and do it, I'll bloody go and do it. This guy's gone ahead and done it. And no well, that's, that's good then. He to give a shit. Yeah, and I think... He's then empowering people, other people, isn't he? Absolutely. And I think the best thing is, is that Vogue are basically saying, this is the norm. There shouldn't be anything wrong with you with if you want to dress like this like we're going to put a guy up and we're going to feature a guy if he wants to wear a dress like that's fucking as normal as a girl wearing a dress if they wanted to or a guy wearing a suit like don't bat an eyelid at it just appreciate it for what it is mm. so yeah yeah there, yeah but if, if you go on twitter there's a lot of uh yeah there's a lot of i mean I, I found this. this image now it, isn't he just wearing a suit and he's got a tutu on top of it no um Vid, see if you can send the 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 picture that I sent you earlier, uh, to Fab, because then yeah, I think it because it's it is a oh he's long, got like dress. he's got like a white dress on yeah I can see that yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. I get it um, nothing too so, wrong with that but Almost no I think he's brave for doing it considering the fucking time we live in where people are just crying over spilt milk basically so <laughs> I like I like it because it's he's like it's showing that people don't need to be as serious as everyone seems to be these days you know it it's kind of like lowering the temperature a bit it's just and also point. we are we are in a we are in a time where people get very easily offended and yeah. i mean obviously some things are you, if you're right to be offended by stuff it's something inappropriate but equally sometimes people take out of proportion and this is one of them like there's always going to be people angry about this just mm. How, how does how does the way I dress make anyone affect anyone else? Though, Piss right? me off all the time. Slightly <laughs> <laughs> <It's> nauseous, <laughs> but not offended. Embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> not offended. I pretend I'm not your friend when I'm outside with you. <laughs> I was I was wondering why. Now 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 I understand. <laughs> I've always I've always wondered why. Yeah. But, interesting, um, interesting topic though, isn't it? About like what statements are right to make or not, and I mean, I just think you should just let people be what they are. If it's not pisses, if it doesn't impact your daily life, then just give it a break. Yeah, Fab, did you uh, did you have any? Um, I'm sure you had some. Did you have any uh, travel plans for this year that you had to sack off, that you had to reschedule, or anything like that? Where, yeah, where, were, you, I mean, where were you supposed to be? Well, I was supposed to be back in Norway. Um, oh yeah for a good few weeks but i was lucky i went back in august you know, remember when everything well you don't because you live in canada but um does you must remember when kind of everything kind of opened up a bit again and suddenly everyone was going abroad and i managed to grab myself two weeks at home then um, nice. which was also you managed to get back to norway then yeah i see my family for oh, a bit fantastic there. uh but apart from that i've had two separate trips to norway cancelled i was supposed to go to glastonbury that's been postponed oh right that was this year that was, yeah. that was that was and a big I got, one. I got tickets for the Euros as well. Oh man! I got tickets for Wembley, so uh, a lot of things have been cancelled. Oh man, that's that's Glasgow would have been crazy. I'm, I'm sorry. Have you been to Glasgow before? 
being mm. once it is not the fact that you managed to get tickets is that it's, it's actually quite painful that oh the, the logistics the just logistics of anyone anyone who's who's tried to go to glassbury or been to glassbury they know the logistics of actually going to tickets <laughs> are are mental because you have to mm. like group together in like groups of five or six and you're all online at the same time at that exact point where the ticks go on sale and everyone <laughs> has to be on you need all the same codes and like there's always some super keen person in the whatsapp group who's got everything on in the spreadsheet and it's a lot it's a lot i remember doing that for tomorrowland and i would have got a, yeah i got my brother's laptop i got my mom and dad's laptop <laughs> got my fucking ipad i asked my neighbor can i use their laptop so i can because i was desperate to get these tickets i even purchased professional vpn oh like for a professional vpn service <laughs> rather than the free stuff just to get the i still didn't get a fucking ticket <laughs> exactly yeah just, yeah because you got better you, yeah i have one laptop on vpn another one on the wi-fi my phone on like the mobile network just like everything has to work um, but yes and then there's it's a hassle getting there because you know lugging loads of stuff in but once you get there and you're settled it is it's mental and the funny thing with glassbury is you see so many different people there you see some crazy people like some like first day i was there i just saw some naked guy just running through the camps and it was like it was fine and it's just like yeah it was no like no one like everyone kind of they noticed it and they'd smile and kind of like oh yeah but no you'd one, actually cheer people up it wouldn't no, no one was outraged and it was like oh yeah naked guy yeah cool and that was it. Like people just so so chilled out. Um, but you see, festival life there. is something else. Though, Who did you though? see you last see, time? You we were see in. families there, old people there. People have been going for the last twenty years in a row. You see. Who did you see perform when you were there? Oh, some good stuff. So the a band I'm really into now. Um, uh, I actually saw there. They're called uh, Glass Animals. Do you know okay. Glass Animals? I don't. Very cool. Their, their latest album is very cool. They've That's got a cool a name. different. Different sounds. Um, what kind of genre? Uh, if you can put kind them of, in a genre. It's, I'd say it's pop, um, but it's kind of, kind of indie experimental pop. Some of it. Um, very cool. Um, there's the the thing with kind of their albums is almost regardless of what genre of music you prefer, there'll be at least one one song in there where you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm quite into this. Um, so they were cool. We saw the Killers there. Nice. Had a surprise concert. Very cool. Ed Sheeran, who was fine. First one was food. <laughs> How did you do? Fine. Fine. And then you got uh, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Was oh amazing. wow! Mm. Killers and Foo Fighters really would have been crazy. Killers just reminds me of uh, FND, just yelling, you know, just screaming. Yeah, there, screaming Mr. Brightside. Yeah, Chaz, you know, yeah, it's very Chaz, cool. our, our student union was was wild. It was you know it it was it was just like every it was so many people in one room singing <laughs> singing like Mr. Brightside at the same time and singing um like um the theme from like the the beat to Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Like, <laughs> every Friday it was that it was amazing that atmosphere. I have it's to like mention an anthem. exactly. I have to mention this as well before I forget. So cheesy. We were doing, um, obviously, I, I I mentioned earlier on the previous show that I used to have a lot of fun on student radio um, at Loughborough, and Fab kindly joined me quite a lot of quite a lot of times on there. And you know what's crazy, Fab? We still have those. I still have those episodes uh, recorded somewhere up on oh, really? SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, 
Fabian, Fabian's like no stranger to being in the studio, like with me. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. We, we'd have such a good time. We would just we had, we'd have to smuggle beer in, didn't we? Because they they wouldn't officially allow us to have alcohol in there, but we always got yeah. some that's... in them. Yeah, it's basically holding a pre-drinks and yeah. then just letting everyone in on it at the same time if they if, if they wanted to. Yeah, I mean so you... we were the, we were the soundtrack to everyone else's pre-drinks, weren't we? And our own, and our, and our own, own yeah. So Jazz, you may have heard heard Fab then on on Friday Night Walmart, but yeah, we've 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 had some mad times. It's here's the thing: I actually think you guys would have met if one, if I'd stayed in London this year, and two, if obviously COVID didn't happen. I think you guys would have we would have gone out for dinner because that's obviously my favorite thing to do in London, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you guys would have would have joined because um, because I because I because I go out for dinner with you both. I used to go out for dinner with you both quite a lot, so so, um, so I'm sure. it would have happened eventually. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's a shame, man. I, I I was I was you know if it wasn't for this, I would have seen you guys. Obviously, Fab, I would have Jazz, you know, but Fab, I would have seen you sooner, and I would have probably come back this Christmas, and we would have done like Winter Wonderland like, as usual, and like you know, yeah. You know, just, I kind of um, hope they open up the borders for, or at least for at least december or the second half of december at least just open things up a bit just to give people that flexibility yeah but looks yeah. like the whole risk do they do they want to do it because it's it's like hang on so for commercial reasons just going to risk everything but mm, mm. what the fuck are you going to do are you um are you are you what apart from uh glass animals what else are you are you listening to these days i know i know you and i are both big kanye fans and um and we also i know we you and i we went to watch the throne together with kanye and jay-z and we holy smokes and i think we both went to see mac miller together in birmingham um, yeah in birmingham the first ever time i saw mac uh so yeah we we we, uh fab Fab and i have a very similar taste in music i didn't realize you gone to you you went to watch the throne because everyone or people that i know that went to watch the throne said it was probably one of the best concerts like energy wise yeah I can imagine. It really I'm, was. I'm yeah. jealous. It was very, mad, very yeah. good. Like I think a lot of the soundtrack on on the on uh, uh, the, a lot of the, the instrumentals were just so iconic. We traveled down from Loughborough just... to just to go to the show, I think, and we went back the same day. And was it we made a day of it? Like we went to Nando's. We were wearing our shades on the train. Like it was such a great day, Fab. That was my first ever time to Nando's. British culture. <laughs> that day was British culture. Yeah. You, you I... and Gerard would not shut up about Nando's. So I was like, "Can you take me to Nando's? I've never been or seen this place. Show me what this is all about." And you were like, "Oh, Nando's, and you have to have this, this style of like sauce on, and the peri peri here, and you have to go this sauce. You got fifteen sauces all in the cup next to your chicken." And I was like, "Yeah, it's good." Do you know what? Foreign... It's still just chicken. He... <laughs> no, I've I've had people like my cousins in Canada be like. What is your obsession with Nando's? And they go Nando's. Nando's. I'm like, I'm just like, oh, Nando's, Nando's, Nando's? is Nando's, and it's just like, and they're like, what is it? And I'm just like, it's it's just really nice chicken, and um, they got loads of different sides, and they're just like, it's a chicken and chips. And I'm like, don't just call it chicken and chips. Don't piss me off. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm like, it's more than just that. I take it personally when someone shits on Nando's. I'm like, do you know what peri salt is? I, I take exactly. it. I take it a bit too personally. That was, that was that was new to me. But um, now to answer your question. I was listening to quite a few of the artists that was it was supposed to be this year, kind of leading up to Glastonbury, and so I listened a lot to Kendrick Lamar because he's nice. supposed to be on. We spoke about him on a previous to... show. Jazz isn't Jazz isn't really too well versed on his songs um, yet. I, I I roasted him for it on a previous show. I'm not sure if you, uh, <laughs> I 
You heard that. Well, shows. Shows, yeah. Well, shows. Think, think of it. No one's as well-versed as you are because you just somehow just know the lyrics. Encyclopedia. He is, isn't he? Just the lyrics to everything. We've been playing Kendrick since the Friday Night Warm-Up. We would actually play him yeah. then. Yeah. Now, for me, I'm just not the biggest fan. I don't like his instrument. I, I, I don't. I don't find many of his instrumentals catchy. Just, and that's just just fucking just, personal just opinion. Just leave it out, Jazz. Calm down. Just leave it out. <laughs> just don't even go there. You don't. Need, you know these opinions. You can just leave unexpressed. I would rather listen to nursery rhymes than listen to Kendrick Lamar. That's, would is... you rather go on the cover of Vogue and address, or listen to <laughs> cover of Vogue and address any day? <laughs> Nice. I'll try and do the Theresa May dance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the most awkward television moment ever, wasn't it? But I'll do it through a field of wheat. That's 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 sick. I didn't know Kendrick was going to be a glass though. That's sick. Yeah. No. But um, it's it's a lot about just the the atmosphere there as well. Um, and just festival atmosphere is just something else. Like it just seems like everyone's angst and everyone's just any anger they have just dissipates as soon as you enter it's like a force field you enter it and everyone just becomes like the happiest mother probably for many different reasons as well but, like, <laughs> they, just, they become like the happiest motherfuckers on the planet somehow, i remember because <laughs> some, somehow you, you you can go like a whole week just drunk and just sleep like three hours a night and it's okay and like if i try sleeping anything less than like I don't know, five hours now on a normal weekday, I'd, I'd feel I'm destroyed tomorrow. Yeah. I'm ruined. My whole week is ruined. Whereas if you're a festival, you're... it's just, ah, oh, What's the recovery time when you come home from a festival, though? Is it a month? From nah, it took me a month. I had a month. So oh, really? I think it wasn't even just the, the it was, it was the, probably a month <laughs> come down. Come down. My come down was a month because I had really what bad blues. What did you blues. take? Oh. You t- are you really trying is, to? Is it, you're not are allowed you really to trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> I forget. I forget where the line is on this show. I, Water and Panadol. For me, for me, there's not really a line. But yeah. Water and Panadol. Damn. That's all I consumed. Nice. nice. Harry Bow and lollipops <laughs> is, is all I consumed. Nando's, 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 and, and chicken salad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I would go to Glasgow, Gla- Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow. I would go. I, would... <laughs> I swear, my my stuttering. I'm going to Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, I've, I misread this invitation. <laughs> you just end up at like a pub somewhere, being like, "Where the fuck is Kendrick Lamar supposed to, to perform here?" <laughs> fucking where's fucking Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, we got Kenny Lima. <laughs> well, oh shit! I need to I need to pee. But uh, do we do we should we? What's going on? How's everyone feeling? Are we jumping on Warzone now, or what's going on? <laughs> um, do you play Warzone now? I do. I, 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 I heard, just, I heard I the whole episode where you were preaching Apex Legends again. It's, and yeah, it's you and your mate. You're the only two people in the world to play that game. Everyone else plays Warzone. It's not because Warzone's better. It's just because everyone else plays it. Yeah, they've made Warzone super realistic though. It, it was good fun to play, but the worst thing is, you fucking die, and you've got to wait like another ten minutes until you're back onto the battlefield. Or navigate through the gulag. Yeah, oh. which, which I don't yeah. mind. I, I like the gulag. I like that actually. Uh, look, I, it's, I don't even. It's metaphorical. I don't even, mate, you know? I don't even play Warzone because I enjoy the game. I'm rubbish at the game, and it really pisses me off. I just play it because loads of mates play it, and you yeah. get to yeah. So Jump in it's a way of socialising. 
socialize with are you a mates. fifa don fab used to be i've i've had to cut it out it's, it's, it, it's a it's a you know it's part of his life i won't play him i'll just get i'll just get rinsed but you I guys do, would have i still play you guys should add rinsed. each other i don't know if fab you still play but you guys no, add i don't, each other I don't play anymore I, I used to play lows online and i just I mean, wait, wait, wait! I want to tap into this. Why did you put it down? There's pain in your eyes, bro. Like, yeah. I can, I can, I can the grief in yeah, your voice. Yeah, he's like, he's got his head in his but hands. He's like, I can't do that. I can't do it anymore. It's, it's like when you're when on you're playing Ultimate Team or something like that, and you're in your sixth game in a row where you're getting beaten by an eleven-year-old with Lionel Messi and Ronaldo up front, and you're like, this is just not. It's not. It's not yeah. mummy's purse, isn't it? Some yeah. guy doing the same old like. Uh, trick over and over again, some step over thing that you just don't. I can't defend against. So right. Like, oh, just, oh, no. They've managed to find that glitch, which is just like, yeah. yeah the moment I do poison. this, is game over. <laughs> poison to me, and I, I realized I'd be playing it loads, and all we were doing was just getting me really angry. I yeah. was, I wasn't getting joy from it. I was just being, I was chasing, chasing the dragon, chasing yeah, the dream yeah. of, yeah, of yeah, yeah, I, yeah. maybe I'll win the next one. What you once had, oh. it's no. What you, what you're describing is is so important and it's like not talked about a lot but a lot of these even sh- i get the same thing with shooting games <laughs> it's like similar to road rage in some ways do you know what i mean you just you can't this this kind of feeling takes over you i tell people to delete the game frequently i'm like you're so bad you need to jump off and reevaluate your life decisions because <laughs> so, so, so i literally say that to people on a daily yeah, you're yeah, you're what... the type of geezer that's just horrible to play against because you'll just chat loads of shit in the microphone. Like, oh mate, you're shit at the game. You should just turn it off now. Go destroy your PlayStation. No, I, I'm like I'm like, look, I'm like, look. Here's the thing, like, I'm pretty certified on the game. So when he, I was playing yesterday, and and like, I'll be I'll be kill leader in the game. And my and my, and, I, and my own team. And I, so this is what happened yesterday. I'll be kill leader, and I'll have I'll have revived my teammates like twice, right? Ooh. And and I'm like. That's yeah, I know I'm a big man, big right? Man. <laughs> so at this stage I'm on the mic and I'm like, Okay, are you really still not gonna like stick with me or listen to me? Like that's I'll say I'll I'll be sarcastic like that. I'll be like, Okay, so you patronizing Yeah, I'll just patronize the <laughs> shit out of them. I'll be like, Okay, so I've revived you twice, you've killed no one, and now you're still <laughs> running away from me. And I'll say shit like, I'm not going to revive you again. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. So I am definitely never playing Epic Legends with you. <laughs> no, but you might, I would you shoot might you on purpose. I'm not going to say that to you. But uh, it's, just, it's just people, it's just, yeah, you know. I it's don't fun need to, your... It's fun to roast, it's fun to, it is fun to roast people when they're shit. <laughs> when they're shit, it's fun to roast people. If you're sh- you are the reason how why you, my TV's broken. How do you get better, though? Is this is how, this you, how is... you express your masculinity, bitch? Right? Is this yeah. how you express your masculinity? I'm, I'm in am a dress I, when I'm playing. I, You're deeply offending if me. If I haven't got a positive KD on Apex Legends, does he make me less of a man? No? Of course you are. <laughs> I'm all kinds of offended right now. Yeah. How else does someone prove their masculinity? Wait, wait, got, got someone's uh, Harry Styles on the line now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry's Harry, Harry's disappointed <laughs> you. He's offended as well. <laughs> He's gone back to wearing a suit, three piece <laughs> suit. You killed the dream, bit. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's play Apex uh, uh, in 20 minutes. I'll see, I'll see you both online. Look, um, and then we'll go to Nando's. Look, I uh, I need to pee, and um, it's like middle of the working day, so I should get back to work. But um, this has been amazing. And uh, Fab, we'd love to have you back on sooner than later to teach Jazz something about Kendrick Lamar and FIFA sometime, at some point. Um, well, maybe uh, just shade. at some point we, we'll, we'll catch a match. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something well, like that. Be, here's the thing: when you play against your friends in a room, the same rage doesn't apply, right? It's it kind of dissipates. And if if it then did, you come in if, range of my uh, controller, so if I fucking throw it by accident, yeah. Then and if it really does, I wouldn't even escalate, apologize. You can just have it out in the room. That's that's the best part. <laughs> the person's there, you can just fight them. It's on site. It's yeah, on site, yeah. exactly. It's COVID world, isn't it? We went from catch me outside to catch me online. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Have you uh, like? Are you? Are you? Are you? Uh, how are you with like the internet? Like, are you? Are you someone who's like on social media? I, apps? I actually have it at home. Yeah. You have the internet. Nice. <laughs> Do you like? What I mean is like, are you? Are you? Are you the kind of person who's like, because who's like re- who's like shopping like um, online during this during these like times or on like Amazon every day or are you just like nah? You know what I mean? It's like. People get bored and buy stuff. Do you do that? I do that sometimes. Like this, this is my this. I feel like I'm at like a ther- therapy group now. Guys. Oh, is that where you're wearing that jumper? I'm I, like, I was wondering. Yeah. This is like retail anonymous. <laughs> I just keep buying things online because I'm bored. It's just like a, it's like a distraction from work. Oh, why? It's a mystery box. I just go onto this website and, and give them money. <laughs> That's how I get away with not doing work. No, is it just me? I mean, I bought new glasses today. Because I had an eye test at the optician, and it was the first time I'd actually spoken to, you know, another human, human being apart from my girlfriend. Nice. And you know, since well, you know, since October, and she was just I don't know. She convinced me somehow that I needed new glasses. It I was, was really going to get were, the you, new thing. You were like, this may be the only time you leave the house in the next year. So you might, if you're not going to get them now. I was, I was dragging it out as well. She was like, she was getting a bit frustrated because <laughs> I was like, I, I had no idea. I wanted to try and these glass and that. I thought I need, it was, I thought it was a two for one deal, but it wasn't. So I got that wrong. It, it, I took so long with her that one of her assistants had to come over and tell her to put on extra like uh, PPE. She had to put the visor on because she'd spent too much time in close proximity to it's me. It's like a time limit. So the mask after a certain enough. amount of time, you need like the visor thing on as well. I was like, like... oh, sorry. <laughs> but I was oh. just excited to be outside. Yeah, know? I know the and feeling. And I went man. shopping, so I bought new. Yeah, I've got new glasses. Nice. I know the feeling. There's a lady at the coffee shop, and I'll be talking to her, and she'll be like. Do, do, are you not working today? And I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, okay, fine, I'm going, I'm going, fine. I thought we were friends. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Uh, no, she's lovely. Cashiers at Tesco have never got so much attention in their life, have they? Everyone, everyone suffered for a conversation with your with your local cashier at Tesco. Yeah, it's almost going to be like a real life Tinder chat. <laughs> yeah. Well, well look, I mean, real life Tinder chat is not just a date. Yeah. That's that's what we call them now. It's starting no, but Tinder's just to to start the conversation, right? Oh yeah, yeah. This is the first time. Next, <laughs> next time I'm on a date, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say it's so nice to meet you on this real life Tinder experience. <laughs> thanks, yeah, thanks. I, I was about to say I, I swear we've got another word for that <laughs> in real life Tinder chat. Sure, there was a word for talking to other people. There was a before, word. Before Tinder happened, yeah. This has been amazing. And uh, yeah, Fab, looking forward to having you back on. And um, thanks so much for coming and, you know, talking and meeting Jazz finally. And yeah, it's, it's, it's been an pleasure. absolute pleasure, man. It's been awesome. Be look for, looking forward to having you on the show. Um, but yeah, Vid, we're looking to wrap up there. Send us the uh, November details so we can both send you uh, money. And yeah, everyone click the link below. Uh, I'm pointing down, but there's no link anywhere. So <laughs> I'm looking down, and I can't, I can't see anything. There's like nothing under my. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll slip it in. I'll slip into your DMs. And... 
slip it in. Flipping mm. hell. Yeah, just, the DMs. just slide it in there. And then, just slide uh, in, swipe up, and DM. Exactly. Then rotate, yeah. and we'll be good. Um, <laughs> beautiful. This sounds an awful lot like Tinder now. Beautiful. Can you hear the outro music in your head? Are you guys imagining it? Yeah. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Do we Great. say that, that here? Like yeah, and subscribe, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks everyone for listening, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. 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 And honor. See you guys.